0: Lock and Load. This is georgiacarry.org radio with Georgia Carry's executive director Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. The leader in the fight to reclaim and expand our second amendment right to keep and bear arms. Here's your host, executive director of georgiacarry.org, Jerry Henry.
1: Welcome to org Radio Hour. This nice Saturday morning here in downtown Atlanta. We're supposed to have a little bit of rain later today, but um, we may get some, may not, depending on where you are. Uh, I understand it's going to be scattered around. Uh, it's been kind of an interesting week. One of the things that kind of came to light for me was that I was uh, kind of interested in the fact that uh, we had uh, one Muslim terrorist run over uh, eight or ten people up in New York City and killed I think it was eight that he killed. And uh, within uh, 30 or 40 minutes, we knew everything about that guy, where he came from, who he was, what happened, and what his motives were. And yet, uh, on August, on October the 1st, we had a guy out in Las Vegas that was uh, credited with shooting 57 people plus himself and wounding several others, and we still don't know anything about that. And I just kind of wonder why it is that it takes so much longer to find something about a about a shooting incident like that than it does uh somebody run over somebody with a truck at any rate uh we'll move on away from that chuck and i may talk about that later i, I do have another guest today and it is uh, a guy that you've if you've been to one of the convention i will assure you that you've seen him uh you've heard his name mentioned numerous times he does an awful lot for georgia he is a board member he's a life member of georgia carry he is uh The um, fundraising chairman for Georgia Carey, he's also the – I'm not sure what the title would be on that, but he's the one who wrote our uh, gun safety course and – has uh, officially taught. its training coordinator training coordinator okay <laughs> georgia training coordinator i guess he needs to train me a little bit more so i'll know what i'm talking about but <laughs> at any rate uh from uh, from down south georgia we call it north cuba most of the time down around uh, he lives in tai tai georgia and uh probably if you're not from that area you don't know where tai, tai is but that's uh just outside of tifton it's a real nice place down there he lives with his wife Faye, and and uh at any rate, uh, Chuck Turney is uh, my guest today. So welcome, Chuck.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So w- we just kind of want to talk. One of the things that I've tried to do in, in the past year or so that I've been uh, since I took over the program uh, is try to introduce people to people that, that I deal with and that we deal with as Georgia Carey. And you, of course, are one of those people that uh, that I have to put up with. And I want to make sure that people understood and knew who you are and, and what you have brought to the organization and what you do for the organization on a daily uh, and weekly, monthly basis. Uh, uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, who Chuck Turney is. Where are you from? How'd you get here? That sort of thing.
2: All right. All right. I, uh, my name's Chuck Turney, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in eastern Kansas uh, and, uh, in Johnson County, Kansas. And, uh, when I was 18, I decided that actually well before I was 18, I decided that I didn't want to stick around Kansas the rest of my life. So I joined the Marine Corps and spent the next 20 years having wild adventures, uh, for the United States government and, and going all sorts of fun places and all. And then, uh,
1: Did you start uh, the wars or did you end the wars?
2: Well, Marine Corps always ends the wars. We don't don't start them, we end them. Okay, just check it. That's our thing. Yeah. So uh, about 2003, well, in 2003, uh, I uh, retired from the Marine Corps and uh, was looking for other things to do. And uh, my wife, being from Fitzgerald, Georgia, we uh, we decided that we wanted to, to go somewhere in Georgia, and so I was looking around for opportunities, and uh, I picked up a, a contracting job with the Air Force in uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. And uh, after a couple of years of wanting to choke everybody I met because they do things differently in the Air Force, <laughs> uh, I uh, I found my back, way back to the Marine Corps, and all. And now I'm, I'm working civil service with the uh, the Marine Corps in Albany, Georgia, mm-hmm. which is a, a, a short thirty minute commute from our our home in Tai Tai, and uh, that works out good, and I'm, I'm back with the Corps, and, you know, once a Marine, always a Marine. It's, it's hard, to, hard to beat that out of somebody. If, uh, if you've been doing something for 20 years, you sort of get used to it, so it's worked out real good. Uh, and, of course, uh, along the way there, I got involved with uh, Georgia Carey when it was just beginning. Actually, before Georgia Carey was born, uh, there was a, uh, a shoot for uh, Georgia Packing, uh, we we had a little fun shoot over in Lagrange, Georgia, and uh, and Georgia. My, excuse me,
1: but Georgia Packing is a is a website, and it's one of the websites yes. that sorry, that most yeah. of us got together on when we when Georgia Carry was first right. It was formed.
2: Georgia Georgia Packing, the internet forum where people could could uh, sign on and discuss ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. And one of the one of those ideas that we had was uh, having a shoot, and we we all went to Lagrange, Georgia, to one of the. Uh, The wildlife management area ranges there and uh, we all shot and afterwards uh, some of us folks sat around talking and uh, some of the uh, founding board members were there not all of them but uh, I think four or five of them were there and uh, started discussing hey you know we thought about creating this organization to turn things around in Georgia and what does everybody think and we we sat there and talked about it a bit and everybody thought it was a great idea and shot back different ideas of of what it would be like. And um, shortly thereafter, the organization was born. And uh, I'm proud to say that I was not the first member, but I was in the first group of members uh, signed on uh, and uh, have been ever since. And and as the things worked out, you know, I volunteered to, to step in and, and uh, be the fundraising chairman when there was a need there. And, and uh, after a while, the board invited me to, joined the board itself when there was an opening and uh, i gladly stepped up and just been having a great time and and enjoying it and just been amazed by what we've been able to do uh, yes. ever since
1: it is it is amazing what has happened and what what we what we started out as what we became you, and what we've accomplished it's, it's if amazing you, if
2: you'd have asked me in the beginning if we'd have made the 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 changes and all and, and been able to make the progress that we've been able to make I wouldn't have said we could have done it in, in 50 years. I, I would agree with you. We got, we got the bulk of it done in, what, five years? Something <laughs> like that. It it, it, <laughs> yeah. it is
1: amazing. And I don't think you'd find anybody anywhere uh, 10 years ago that uh, would have believed that we could have done anywhere near what we've done. And it, yeah. it's just amazing. It, it amazes me every day. I get up and I yeah. I look around and I say, I, I just can't believe it. It's, it's almost like a dream. It it, exactly. it has been uh, it's been a tough road. Don't don't get me wrong. We all know how hard to, and how much effort's been put into it by our members and and the board. Well, and and the,
2: the, that's the key right there is the members because that is how GCO gets everything done. That's correct. I mean, it, it, it it's it's the same old thing. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. And when and when GCO sends out an email to members and say, "Hey, call your legislator on this, call your legislator on that," and they do it, and that's how things happen. And it, you, you don't have to have a budget of millions of dollars to get things done we've proven that right. you don't have to have somebody beating you up and and putting on my fundraising hat right now i'll tell all the members right now that you will never get any as long as i'm on the board or, or uh, the fundraising chairman you'll never get an email or a letter in the mail or anything like that saying send money now because the sky is falling we're not going to do that that's correct because that's not what's needed what's needed is the members' participation in the legislative process. That's and a, we do that and it works.
1: That's exactly correct. We do, however, uh, do have the raffles and those of course are Ooh, voluntary oh, definitely. Yeah. Those, those are those are voluntary on your part, whether you want to participate exactly. in that or exactly. not. Exactly. But the money that we raise goes directly into Georgia Carey for our legislative and um oh, yeah. and uh, litigation fund. That, that obviously we, got to we have that. to
2: have obviously we have to have funds to operate sure. Uh, and we and we we do we raise that through raffles and and through other fundraisers. But right. it's like you said, those are all a, you know, if you if you'd like to do this, go ahead and do it. You know, nobody's beating you over the head saying do this now or the sky's falling or anything like that. That's correct. And nobody's just. Flat out asking you for money. Right. It's hey, if you'd like to buy a raffle ticket and get a chance at winning one of these great prizes or something like that, right. and we've had some. We have had some awesome prizes.
1: Yes, they're they're all unique <laughs> prizes. In fact, we oh, we'll, they are. We'll they talk are. about one coming up here before long. We've got another one coming up, which is uh, your signature gun, which is uh, I believe a Springfield M one A one.
2: Yes and the yes, it's the, uh, the semi auto version of the m fourteen rifle right
1: and we are we are working on that right now uh we are obtaining it we will have it uh we will have it engraved shortly and we'll be announcing uh when that raffle will be uh and and what we've done in the past is is Basically, one-of-a-kind firearms. Yeah, you can find—you can go buy one just like it, but we engraved our logos or whatever on it that we wanted to engrave on it and making it a a unique-type rifle. So we've had had a lot of luck with that. Our members have taken part in that. And one of the things that you mentioned a while ago about how we've accomplished this— one of the things that we get accused of, and that the gun prohibitionists accuse all gun rights organizations of, is paying off the legislators, buying legislators. We have donated <laughs> very little money to any legislators. Uh, I think we did in in 2010. Uh, we we donated to uh, several people who had helped us, and I don't think we've donated more than once or twice since then to anybody. Uh, no and i think no. we we did with uh with one of our board members who ran for office uh but we it was all legal it was uh following the the laws as to what you could give and what you can't give so
2: right it it was it was what what gco donated was a minimal amount at best that's correct and 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 all it really did was is a way of saying thank you for the work that you've done for our rights that's correct and uh, that that's and the way it would be it, it was more of a token thing that's correct. showing that that we appreciate them because by law and by our by our bank accounts, we can't donate huge amounts to any of these That's uh, correct. legislators.
1: That's correct. We're coming up here on a quick break. Uh, I want to uh, remind you, go to org, our website. You can find out anything you want to know. You can follow us at georgiacary. You can download the commercial-free podcast of this program from news uh, newstalk1160.com, and we'll be right back.
0: And now, back to org Radio with org's Executive Director, Jerry Henry.
1: Welcome back to GeorgiaCarrie.org Radio Hour. Jerry Henry with uh, Chuck Turney. We're just uh, having a little bit of fun talking about what's going on. And, and Chuck happened to mention during the break that uh, we were lucky to get him today because uh he's taken off the whole week to go hunting and he's one of those guys that likes to go out in the woods and shoot at things so uh give us a report of what you've done out in the woods this week
2: uh well uh this week so far uh and and it's just i've only actually been out uh two days prior to today okay. i'm not going out today but uh, i've i've uh, brought home a nice seven point buck uh, which was nice uh but earlier in the season i've i've uh I've been out on my, my hunting and lease and, and killed a couple of wild hogs too. Yeah. And and I always like free pork chops. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well and if but, I uh, if
1: I remember correctly, there was some pretty good sausage down there at the uh at the annual dove hunt. Uh oh at yeah, every, place every at everything board meeting.
2: Everything I shoot, uh I I uh, I turn into to stuff that uh is fit for eating. And and I I like to do it all myself. I, you know, I I'm I'm uh Uh, a hoof to table type guy i like to uh i like to handle it all myself that way i know it's exactly how i want it and uh exactly what i want to see and well plus it it just it feels better being a part of that whole process and all and uh guys i'll tell you what and, and as far as the hogs go uh you know it all all you hunters out there if you see hogs in the woods kill them because georgia like a lot of other places is just getting overrun oh yeah and uh they're
1: they're they're tearing things up. Armadillos and hogs.
2: <coughs> yep.
1: Get get rid of both of them yep. if you can. That's uh yep. I, I, Definitely. I've been blamed for it. The armadillos following me over here from Texas, but I, I wouldn't <laughs> think I wouldn't think it would take them 40 years to get here, but maybe yeah. it did. But uh, uh, I agree. And we had uh like I said, we had some very tasty biddles at at the uh, the annual board meeting and, and dove hunt there. The uh, the sausage was was tremendous i mean it was it was as good as sausage as you'll find
2: anywhere yeah, yeah we uh we, we like to we like to do the sausage. you know sausage is what uh everything that, that's not uh you know backstrap or or ham roast or something like that that's what that all becomes sausage so yeah <laughs> uh, yep, and yep. uh yeah
1: it was that was good you um so you were talking about earlier um Now, if I remember correctly, you were doing some fundraising for the NRA before you came to Georgia Carey, weren't you?
2: I I was. uh, I I was actively involved with, uh, well, actually, depending on where I was living, several different uh, Friends of the NRA uh, chapters. Uh, I've been uh, chapter chairman of the Friends of the NRA chapters and and, uh, done fundraising efforts that way, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then uh, I was also uh, one of the NRA's. Uh, recruiters. I was actually one of the NRA's lead individual recruiters uh, in the Southeast area uh, for a while, and then uh, the NRA and uh, Georgia Kerry weren't seeing eye to eye on some bills and all, and it upset me. And I, uh, I severed my, uh, my my recruiting efforts and all that with the NRA.
1: Well, you also severed your, uh, if I remember, your um, was it endowment,
2: endowment life membership. Life membership. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. Uh, and and, and for those, there were some things going on that was. Well, as you know, it's highly upsetting the, the way that, that some of the things that the, uh, the NRA lobbyist in Atlanta was doing.
1: Right. And uh, for those of you who who don't know or never tried to turn in an endowment membership, it's not the easiest thing to do. They, no, they, it's, they, it's not a they kind of, Yeah, <laughs> they, you can't just say, drop me from your books. They uh, they don't yeah. do that. Uh, it, it's a little bit different. It's a, it's a considerably uh harder than one would think it's not like getting out of the book of the month club that's for sure <laughs>
2: yeah i said that might even be harder <laughs> yeah it could
1: uh, so uh let's see. you you um, were raised in kansas moved here or well you i guess you, you didn't move here because you went all over the world no. with a, no with I, I bounced raincoat.
2: around I bounced around it. The Marine Corps was good enough to place me in some of the greatest areas to hunt you've ever seen. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Uh, that's another story. <laughs> well,
1: let's tell us about some of them.
2: Well, I was, okay, we'll bring up one of my favorites, dove hunting. Uh, it, it's no secret I love dove hunting, and we have some great dove shoots down here and all. But when I was stationed in Yuma, Arizona, you know, as far as the United States go, that's the place for dove hunting. I mean, it's not like, you know, going down to Argentina or, or something like that where they have those shoot thousands of birds in a day thing. But in Yuma, Arizona, there's so many birds come in there that you can hit your limit pretty quick, even if you're a bad shot. And, uh, because the birds just constantly flying and they have both the morning dove and white wing dove. And, and that's where I really got hooked on, on dove shooting. And, uh well, that I, imagine, just great.
1: I would imagine part of it is because they're they're having to fly distances looking for water. Uh, it,
2: that, that That's one thing is the water is concentrated in certain areas. <clears throat> and so if you can set up near water, it right. definitely helps you out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: I know that's what we used to do in Texas. We we would, uh, if you could find a place, if find a cornfield next to a creek, you were in good shape. Yep. And,
2: yep. Uh, we, yeah, we, we, uh, we had some hay fields that we would hunt and they'd harvest the hay mm-hmm. shortly before the dove season started. Right. And and we'd set up in dry irrigation ditches, and then there was a an irrigation pond on the property. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the birds would get up out of the a lot of orange orchards in, in Arizona, yeah. or in Yuma, Arizona. Yep. The, the birds would get up out of the orchards, fly across that hay field, grab something to eat, and then fly onto water. Right. And so we were just perfectly positioned. And, you know, we'd limit out in a half an hour. And, oh, yeah. And go have a dove roast. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, we used to do almost the same thing in Texas. We didn't. We I don't think we limited out in half hour, but within a couple of hours everybody was, was uh had a bag full. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and that was about all we could do. Uh now you're um you said you married um a lady from Fitzgerald. Yes uh Fay. Uh I forgot her maiden name. Faye Turney is her, her name now, obviously. Yeah, her
2: her maiden name was Hurt
1: hurt okay. yep, and and truth. what really hurt her was marrying chuck but that's besides <laughs> yeah that's, that's, <laughs> that, that hurt her I've, reputation I've, anyway <laughs>
2: i've always maintained that she's being punished for doing something really bad in a formal life <laughs>
1: <laughs> well she's a great lady she's a she's a, a heck of a host when we come down there for our meetings um and uh you have any children
2: well, we, we have three children between the two of us. Uh, Jason has a, a son from a previous marriage, right. uh, Jason, uh, and uh, and he's my stepson, and he's like a son to me. And right. and, uh, and uh, he's doing real good. He, nice he guy. just got married in August, yeah. uh, and uh, he's uh, right now in the process of house hunting, so that's a lot of fun for him. I bet. And then uh, I have two children from previous marriage, uh, and uh, that's my son Chuck, two and uh, And my daughter kate and uh he's in uh north carolina and she's in um, um, Oklahoma. yeah so. okay
1: so they they got smart and spread out and kind of got oh, away from yeah. you
2: they're all they're all grown and on their <laughs> own and and uh, we're we're living the uh the no kid life so. oh yeah
1: well it's uh, it's kind of good to kind of good to do that from time to time but uh yeah uh you you've got uh what about forty what acres 49 42
2: we, we, we have we have 50 acres 50 acres on 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 what we call treeland ranch right uh, at, which is uh our homestead here and then uh uh of course i uh I lease least uh, a couple hundred acres not far away for hunting purposes too so yeah uh, yeah
1: so you're a land baron then um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Rich land burn, sure. Yeah, the, <laughs> we'll go the, with that.
2: <laughs>
1: the fifth, the fifty acres, uh, is where we hunt on our for our dove hunt uh, every year. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know and, and haven't uh, maybe not seen it in the updates, we have a an annual board meeting. uh Normally, the I think we've changed it now to the third Saturday in September. Which gives us time to have the dove season open and and everybody do the things that they normally do on opening day, and then uh, we go down and uh, we go down on Saturday uh, morning and uh, hunt Saturday afternoon. Whatever we get, we uh, we cook it for dinner, and along with some of Chuck's uh, other wild meats, the sausages and and chili, and uh, you know they 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 have if you want meat. The place to go eat meat is at Chuck's house because he's got some <laughs> of everything, I believe, and and uh, they cook us up a great uh, dinner. And then the next day we get up, uh, come back over, we have kind of a brunch, and we have our meeting, and then everyone says goodbye, and we go back home. And yeah. uh, it's it's a good weekend. It's it's good for everybody to go relax and for us to sit down and discuss what we, you know, some of the things that we think we need to get accomplished and how we're going to do it, whether we need to. To file litigation, or whether we need to, to get uh, get some more uh, uh, bills passed to to help us, we're we're getting un- well. It's it's I don't know. It's not unfortunate uh, in a way. It is because I think it's hurting us a little bit because we have accomplished so much. But it's it's getting to where we're now into the real nitty gritty of what the what the little technical things need to be changed about the laws. Uh, we we've, we've got the, a lot of the big bills done, a lot of the big things that we wanted to accomplish. You know, we accomplished those right away, uh, and uh, and now we're having to dig down into places. and, Of course, expanding it's a lot camp. of fine tuning. A lot of fine tuning. Plus, uh, we want to expand campus carry, uh, and get that uh, get us more places on campus, and that's going to take a while because uh, I'm I'm kind of an opinion that we we're not going to get a whole lot from. Uh, under this governor, but we may. There's a lot of professors that are upset that they can't carry in their own offices. So uh, that may uh, that may help us, the fact that those guys are upset as well. Of course, I tell them from time to time, if you hadn't been quiet last year, you could have got it then, but uh, you sit back and let everybody else do it. We're coming up to another uh, commercial break. I want to remind you one more time, go to georgiacarry.org, our website, Uh, you have all the contact information mine's on there, Chuck's on there Uh, you can see everything that we've ever done, you can uh, follow us at Georgia Carey, I'm at Back 64 and you can download the podcast uh, at newstalk1160.com and we'll be right back
0: and now, back to org radio with org's executive director, Jerry Henry.
1: Welcome back to org radio. Our, uh, my guest, Chuck Turney, uh, who we've uh, been discussing an awful lot about him and, and uh, his family and uh, things that he's done throughout uh, his military career. He's, uh, he's a guy that, uh, like a lot of... Uh, like a lot of Marines, I know that uh, if you need something, you can count on this guy, and he has he has uh, served us well on the board of directors, uh, and uh, he wasn't one of the founders, but he's uh, he's been one of the staunch supporters ever since uh, he became a member, and uh, so um, what uh, what uh, would you like to talk about, Chuck? One, oh, I know one of the things I want to talk about. You know, okay. after uh, I mentioned at the beginning, we had the the terrorists run over the people with a pickup truck. You know, right. there, there was actually a guy came out and said that we need to uh, make it harder for people to rent trucks at Home Depot. And then there <laughs> then there was another guy. There was another guy that actually said. Well, if we start doing that, if we start making it harder on people to rent trucks, we may be infringing on their rights. Oh, now, they're nice. they're worried about infringing on the rights of somebody renting a truck, which is not, as I remember, mentioned in the Constitution. Yeah,
2: I, but, I checked the Bill of Rights, and I didn't see anything about trucks in there. Yeah, yeah
1: but they're willing to infringe on yeah. us anytime they want to. Yeah. It's not a big yeah. deal. And another good story came out uh, – in. And I'm not sure when it came out. I know I just noticed it this week. Uh, it was pointed out to me that uh, Gun Sense Georgia uh, has disbanded. They're no longer there. They're no longer part of uh, of Bloomberg. And uh, in fact, they uh, pointed their members. Uh, they suggested that their members go to George Soros's outcry. Uh, the um, where he's got all the churches that are involved oh. in, in trying to take away our rights since they can't. You know, it's kind of funny that somebody who operates solely because of the uh, First Amendment wants to sit there and argue against our Second well,
2: Amendment. Well, you know, on that, um, I've always found it amazing that these churches, if if you were to say, you know, oh, you can't you can't uh, sell lollipops on your church property, right. churches would stand up and scream oh, yeah. for private property, you can't control what we do. That's correct. But but because it's about something that uh, a lot of these church leaders don't like, then they want the state to step in and, and set policy for, for their private property. That's correct. That's exactly <laughs> what they want to do. And,
1: and you know, if they'll tell you. If you go up and ask them, is this private property? Yes, it's private property. We can do whatever we want to do with it. Well, then can I, can I follow all the laws on private property? Sure you can. Well, I'm going to bring my gun. No, you can't do that. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Why can't I? Yeah. Because it, we, we've got a separate little section that that uh, protects us. And, and one of the things that we will do, I'm not sure that we're going to get it done this year, but uh, in the next uh, few years, one of the things that we will do is, is get a bill passed here in Georgia, which will tell you uh, what private property is and what it's not. And that will include uh, all the private colleges, all the uh, churches, et cetera, because right. it's just not right. For one piece of pro- the, property to be treated differently than another one. Exactly. And,
2: the, the state uh, should have no call over what happens on private property as far as carry rights go.
1: Uh, well, as, as long as it's lawful, they should have nothing to say about yeah. it. If it's illegal, it's, that's uh, that's, saying, yeah. that's a different sort of thing. You're right.
2: Yeah, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, is the state should, shouldn't be able to tell a church that it can't do something, that it can't— that. That's correct. Any other private organization can do.
1: That's correct. If they don't want them on there, that's fine. We don't have a problem with that. I've never had a problem with a private property owner saying, I don't want your firearm on my property. Exactly. In fact, exactly. My...
2: it helps me weed out the places I don't want to go. That's correct. Well,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've been shoeing horses now for the last 30-something years, and I go into to people's property all the time. And anytime I have a new customer, one of the first things I do is tell them who I am and that I carry farm. And the reason I do is to, uh, uh, respect their private property rights. If they don't want a gun on their property, that's fine. Let me know now. I won't come back, uh, yep. and I'll leave now. It's not a, it's not that big a deal to me. But I want you to understand. Now I will also admit that in the horseshoeing business, I have <laughs> I have not found anybody with a horse that that had a problem with me having a gun, uh, and I don't know where that was by. Accident, or or whether I actually picked that profession that way, but that's that's uh, that's one of the things that that I have always done is let people know exactly where I stand, and uh, and like I said, if they don't want me to to come back, fine, I'll I'll leave now. I won't come back. No hard feelings. I just I will not uh, violate your rights, and I think that's the way the churches ought to be the same way. Sure. If they don't want me to come with a gun, just tell me. But,
2: exactly i mean and and it's like it's like you said it's if you, if if somebody says hey you know i i don't want you to come here with a firearm okay fine there's plenty of other places that will either do business with me or uh, or ex- accept my rights and i'll i'll go do business with those places sure
1: i agree you know money talks regardless what anybody says exactly uh and if you don't exactly. believe me ask the nfl they're they're finding that out i think um yep. at any rate um uh, uh, the churches uh, – I've always felt that one of the reasons the churches uh, wanted the uh, law in place to where it was against the law to carry in church was because they did not want to make the decision to allow you to carry in their location because uh, they were afraid and still are that if they allow guns, they'll lose a percentage of their congregation – Right, and, and if they're, they're afraid
2: don't, that if they step up and say, you can't have a gun here, they'll lose a they'll percentage of it. They'll lose a percentage of, of it,
1: degrees. and the congregation is what's important to them, not, not the law or not the Constitution sure. or any of that kind of stuff. And they don't want to be able to do that. Well, what they don't seem to understand is that if Church A loses 50% because they can't carry over there – Church B is going to lose 50% because they can carry over there, and the numbers are going to be remain the same. People are just going to move around. I know a lot of people exactly. that, that when, we, uh, when we got the bill to where it is now or got the law to where it is now where the church could decide whether you could carry or whether you couldn't carry, those people moved to other churches. Uh, They didn't quit going to church. They just moved to another church, one that would allow them.
2: That was was more friendly to their person.
1: That's correct. That would allow them to do that. And and again, of course, on the private property issue, we've got uh, college campuses and and schools. Uh, To me, those should be the same thing. Uh, Emory University should be able to make their own laws or their own rules, whether they can do it or not. Not their laws, their rules, to whether or not you can carry. And if you carry, then... Uh, you're asked to leave. If you don't leave, you get arrested for criminal trespass. I, I don't see a yeah. problem with that, especially in the case of, of a private uh, college. For the most part, they got some kind of security around there that can run you off. And, and exactly. like Emory, for instance, they've got uh, post-certified policemen. So it shouldn't be a problem with that. And and as we have talked and, and stated till we're blue in the face, basically, it's not guys like me and you that would be carrying a firearm over there openly or any other way that they have to worry about. They have to worry about the guys that are off their rocker that are going to come in there and do it anyway. They're not going to, those guys don't abide by the law. They don't look around and say, well, I can't carry over here. So I'm not going to go commit a crime over there. They're going to go commit exactly. their crimes wherever the heck they want to. They're not going to call you where, when exactly. or anything else.
2: So someone who has murder on the mind, which is already, Last time I checked, a, a, a pretty serious crime. It was. It is it, not going to is not going to be deterred by a misdemeanor for carrying in the wrong place. That's correct
1: in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> uh, and, and why would they be?
2: And, and 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 statistics have shown that the person that's going to have a license, which is what we're talking about carrying in these places, having a license. The person that's going to have a license is not the type of person that generally commits those heinous crimes.
1: No, he's not, he, and, and he's not going to start committing those crimes. He's, exactly. uh, he's a guy that has lived a, a, a clean enough life for him to pass the, the background checks and not have to worry about it. Right. Uh, and uh, he's, he's also the type, like I think like you and I, and I know definitely I am, and I believe you're the same way. One of the things we don't want to do is we don't want to go somewhere and get caught illegally carrying a firearm, because uh, for me, it's two reasons. Number one, uh, I'd lose my firearms license, which I wouldn't like, or my uh, weapons carry license, which I wouldn't like. And the other thing is, if I get arrested doing that, I'm probably going to be the lead story on the evening news or above the fold on the paper in the morning. And, you know, because of of the fact that I'm Georgia Carey, the executive director, and uh, I can't afford that. Plus the fact that even if it wasn't for that, I still wouldn't do it because I would not want to lose or take the risk of losing my license.
2: Right, right, exactly. And it, it, you know,
1: exactly. these are these are things that people don't understand, but we have spent an awful lot of time procuring and an awful lot of effort procuring our license. Is especially back in the past uh, uh, several years. Now it's not nearly as hard as it was, but. Uh we, we've had to live a pretty good life, uh, me, for a long, long, long time. So, uh, you know, if, if you can go that long without getting caught doing something, then uh, you're probably okay. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, if they hadn't found it by now, they're probably not going to find it real quick-like. It, it, They may get it, but it's going to be a while before they do. Uh, we're coming up to another uh, commercial break. want to remind you one more time, go to Uh You can join there. You can renew uh, and what we need is members. It's only $20 a year. Uh, you can get a lifetime membership for $500. Chuck and his wife and myself are all lifetime members. Uh, you can find out anything that we've ever done. You can follow us at Georgia Care. You can follow me at Got Your Back 64. You can download the commercial free podcast on our website as well as here at Newstalk1160.com. And we will be right back.
0: And now back to georgiacarry.org radio with georgiacarry.org's executive director Jerry Henry.
1: Welcome back to georgiacarry.org radio hour uh, once again with Chuck Turney our uh, one of our board of directors our uh, fundraising chairman our training coordinator our chairman whatever that one was um, lifetime member uh, All-around good guy that uh, is retired Marine. Uh, he's, and I clean up after the board meetings. And he cleans up after the board meeting because when we get through eating and the the, <clears throat> the gavel comes down at the close of the board meeting, we are gone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, uh, but a yeah. good time is normally had by and you you know as well as I do, you don't mind cleaning up for that one.
2: No, no. Th- I'm just gonna say though, is if if it happens to be that third set Sunday in September and all, uh, be careful driving north on 75 because there's gonna be a lot of cars going real fast heading
1: <laughs> by. <my laughs> uh, uh, why?
2: When when the board meeting lets out. Oh, you're, oh, you're you talking. I thought you were talking I'm about ahead. me driving. No, I was t- I was I'm talking. you talking, you're I was talking, talking to, to the
1: general population. You're talking to the audience <laughs> as a whole. If you're driving, just <laughs> stay in the right-hand lane. If you're a minute through there. Yeah, uh, you
2: know, it, it's funny, it, 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 we'll go ahead and talk about it is uh, for years and years before we started having the the one of the board meetings down here. We'd go up to a board meeting up in Atlanta, and normally mm-hmm. at uh, like John Monroe's house, and right. All that. And the board meetings would go on and on right. and on and on, and and I'm the only one from out of town who has to get on the road and all that and all and where well, you and were, so was, you, know,
1: you were now now yeah. James now
2: now I'm not yeah now we now we got another fellow suffer yeah but uh, <laughs> the the meetings would go on and on and on and we'd get out of there and I'd get home you know midnight or something right. like that and. And, and and always happy to do it and all that and then we had our first board meeting down here and I think that that meeting wrapped up in record time I think right. we were done within an hour yeah <laughs> hour, hour and a half and we're out of there ready it, uh, and it starts we're well, we to get on the road that's
1: right it starts at 2 o'clock in, or, I mean it starts about uh, well it starts normally around noon 12.30 or so something like yeah, that yeah about 11 we, and, see, uh, we have brunch at 11 well yeah. yeah and then it, of course it depends on who's driving down where they were there the night before or whatever sometimes yeah. the guys can't make it the night before but uh but you're right. It, uh, we get out of there, um, and uh, and I I did notice that too because I think at John's house we'd start at at one o'clock or so, and I don't remember one of them ever getting out before about uh, four thirty five o'clock. <laughs> and uh, maybe it was because we had so much more to accomplish back then. Now we, oh, that, that, know, that's it. Yeah, maybe yeah, that. That's maybe that's it. it. You know, now we've now we've got a few things. You know, one of the things that we were talking about, uh, things that we needed to to tweet it or tweak is uh, uh, the uh, the current law in Georgia. If you pull a firearm and point it at someone, even if it's in defense of your life, if you don't shoot them. Uh, you could be arrested for a felony if the guy's is far enough to go off and call the police, or if you, someone witnesses you pulling a gun at, on somebody, then uh, that's aggravated assault. And we need right. to, we need to change that to where you can allowed to protect yourself by by showing now, or using you a should, firearm.
2: You, you should be able to protect yourself without having to apply deadly force. That's
1: correct. But but yeah. the way the laws are in Georgia now, if you pull the firearm out and if there's any. Any kind of witnesses or whatever, you're in, you're in a catch twenty-two because if you if you uh, shoot them, then you could be arrested because you might not be found to be in defense of your life, and right. uh, if you don't, then you could be arrested for uh, for aggravated assault, which is a felony, which means you would lose right. your Rights to own a firearm, so yeah. uh, we need to we need to get a little bit of protection in there. We of course I mean, we need to make sure. One of the things that we try to do too as an organization is make sure that everybody knows what the laws are and what they're facing if they do these. That some of these things that you do that sound good to you may have consequences that you don't want to have to live with for the rest of your life. Right.
2: Right. I mean, it, and it, it's common sense that if, if somebody is doing something that makes you fearful for your life, somebody breaks into your house and you're afraid for your life, and you pull a gun and you say, stop, and they stop and they put their hands up, well, you don't have to shoot them. Right, then, you know? right. And, and nobody in their right mind is, is, is going to go ahead and say, well, you know what? I said stop and he stopped, but I'm going to go ahead and yeah, shoot I'm him Yeah, I'm going to shoot him anyway just for the heck of it, you know. He didn't so, stop. I mean, if, he didn't
1: stop quick enough. There's a limit line there, and he stepped across exactly, the limit. If he had have stopped exactly. in the kitchen and not come into the <laughs> dining room, I wouldn't have shot him. But you know, and and, and we're making light of this, but it is very serious uh, because those things can happen, and and it's ridiculous yes. that they can happen. Uh, exactly. So we, we're that's one of the things we're going to address along with several other uh, uh, smaller things that that. I say smaller. They're smaller. Like, that's a small thing, but that can be a very big thing, and that's what happens uh, from time to time, and we we learn more and more and more about what's in the laws as we go along. We thought uh, that we'd be through uh, when we accomplished some of the things that we did several years ago, we thought we'd be through it, and then we wind up with court cases, and we find out that, well, that law wasn't written properly for what we thought it was going to do. So we have to continually go through and find these things, and we'll continue to do that as long as... Uh, as long as we're in an organization and still got members and there's still something for us to do here in Georgia.
2: Yeah. Well, I think there will always be something to do. I mean, even even if we manage to get everything fixed the way it's, it's – the laws are perfect, which that's a, that's a tall order. But even right. if we eventually do that – then we're still we're going to be playing defense. In defense for the rest of our that's lives. Correct. Then, there's always somebody that's wanting to infringe our rights.
1: You're exactly right. We will. We'll so. be. There will be a need for Georgia Carry and, and uh, groups similar to us yeah. from now on. And if you and want to keep your that's rights, that's maybe a
2: good point. I mean, things have been pretty good for quite a while, and and some folks are saying, "Well, you know, things are the way I want them. Why do I need to be a member? Right, firm? right. For just that reason, we we play a lot of defense. The membership. Doesn't necessarily even always see.
1: That's correct. That's correct. Uh,
2: and and uh, so well, definitely, you know, maintain your membership. Get friends involved because that's correct. it's like we said before the, the way everything happens for GCO is through the members and through those phone calls and letters. The members, right? That's correct.
1: We, uh, you know, we we don't we don't make uh, a big deal like some organizations do about some of the gun bills that are actually introduced each year. Uh, that really, if they were passed, would have devastating consequences for us. But we go down and talk to them, and we find out they're not going anywhere. So why do we need to throw that up the flagpole? Why do we need to put anything up there that doesn't belong? We don't want to confuse our members and what bills we're trying to pass or what bills we're trying to stop. And right. uh, and we, you know, th- these things don't happen overnight. Nobody walks in and, and, hey, I've got this bill that gets passed, and it's on the governor's desk. None of that happens overnight. We have time to fight whatever comes up and and make our movement before uh, it gets to a hearing or if it gets to a hearing, we can do so in the hearing. But uh, there's plenty of time to stop that. We don't have to go with the the sky is falling routines.
2: Exactly, Uh, exactly. And the organizations that do that are usually in the same email, they're saying the sky is falling. Saying. And if you want to keep it from send falling, money. send us a million dollars to help brace up the roof. That's correct. Yep. You got it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly.
1: We're uh, coming up here uh, not too much longer, I think, before we get to the end of the program here. One of the things I want to talk about uh, is we've got our. Um, each year we have had well, each year for the several by uh, several years when once we got our raffle license, we've had a uh, a rights raffle. We have the drawing on December the fifteenth. December the 15th is uh, the day that the Bill of Rights was was passed. This year we're going to have I believe your signature gun which is the Springfield M1A. it will have your M1A signature M1A National it. match. National match, that's right. It's it's about yep. a uh, $2,800 gun I believe. Beautiful rifle. Right? Uh, I don't it
2: myself that's that's why I selected it is cuz I love that rifle. It's and, sweet shooting. And
1: it'll, it'll be the same as uh it'll be the same as any other uh, raffle that we've held. It'll be um, uh, well, I think that would probably be $10 a ticket. Uh, we'll, we'll set the price on it, but I think it's going to be $10 a ticket and it will be 5 uh, five tickets, uh, or $50. Uh, yeah, $50 to get you six tickets. We'll get it right here in a minute. Uh, so we're, uh, we're going to be having that coming up before long. We'll be announcing that. We'll probably announce that towards the end of December and we may have one more signature, uh, raffle between now and then. Um, uh, we're, we'll just have to see what we're going to do, but it it we it takes a little bit of time to get these together, uh, and especially if we're going to have somebody's signature put on them, uh, for those uh, those who can write. Of course, I forgot you were in the Marine, so could you write? Yeah. Well, I mean, my okay, you, so. oh. <laughs> 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 you know, being in the Navy, I knew that they didn't always teach all the Marines how yeah. to write, so I had to keep up with that, but. Uh,
2: and, yeah, well, you, you Navy guys are all right. You give us a lift when we're going to go somewhere and
1: fight. We sure do. I mean, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be able to go there and fight the wars to defend this country. Give me a break, buddy. You know, you'd be still be swimming over there trying to get into a war. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously, there's a there's a always still that that uh, that thing between the two services about who's what oh, yeah. and, and so forth. But. Uh, at any rate, it's it's just nothing but good clean fun. We enjoy it. Uh, I want to thank you, Chuck. We're uh, we're just a minute or so away here from the end of the program. I want to you take you for uh, thank you for taking your time out today and being on the program with us. Let people get to Happy know you to a little always, better.
2: Always fun to talk to you. And
1: uh, well, that's not what you've been saying on Facebook about me and some of the other guests <laughs> yeah. I've had. But that's okay. We'll let that one go too. But I, I yeah. really appreciate you. Uh, tell uh, Faye hi. And uh, I will. we'll be seeing you all later. In the meantime, I want to remind you, go to georgiacarry.org. Our website tells you everything we've ever done. You can join. You can renew. You can uh, be a $20 annual member. You can be a $500 life member. And with our life membership comes a, a beautiful uh, Bad Monkey Southern Grind Knife and uh, you can follow us at georgia Carey on twitter i'm at got your back 64 on twitter you can uh, also download the uh, commercial free broadcast here at uh, newstalk1160.com and we will see you next week
0: Thanks for listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, hosted by Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Join us each week for information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 only, on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.